This is Sullivan Stories with Tom Castle, and our guest today is Abby Werner. And Abby, where are you today? Today I am on the research vessel Lake Explorer 2. It's one of the EPA's research vessels on the Great Lakes. We are currently in Superior, Wisconsin. We're hmm. in port right now, but we're hopefully going to be heading out um, down to Lake Michigan to do some work on Green Bay in the next couple weeks. Oh, cool, cool. What, describe the vessel. What What is she like? Um, she is 98 feet metal uh, research vessel. She used to be um, the cable dragger Noah Rudy. Um, she was a survey vessel. She was a twin with um, there's Rude and Heck, and then about 50 years old, about 12 years ago, the EPA bought her from Noah and converted her into the research vessel for environmental research on the Great Lakes. And what was your position on the Dennis Sullivan? Um, on the Dennis Sullivan, I started as a volunteer deckhand. Um, and then over the years, I was volunteer deckhand um, and then paid deckhand as well as the engineer on board. That's a position that few people just readily volunteer for. Why did you volunteer to be the engineer? Um, I was originally just going to be a deckhand for the season, but then the engineer at the time um, ended up leaving, so it was a field promotion to engineer. So it was a great learning experience. Um, I had just graduated from college and was going to be on boat for a year or two, but um, after that experience, I kind of had a career shift and decided to stick around boats more rather than go back into manufacturing engineering. So now I'm kind of more on the maritime engineering side. Oh, so you had an en engineering degree? Yes, I have a mechanical engineering and metals processing technology degree from University of Wisconsin, Platteville. Oh, very cool. What do you wish you knew when you started? When I started on tall ships, um, I wish I would have asked more questions as I was starting out. Um, the first couple of years, I asked some questions, but kind of went with the flow. Um, and then after a few years, I was like, there are some things that I really had wished I would have asked years before and found out why things were done certain ways and that there wasn't necessarily one way to do it. You can accomplish the same thing 10 different ways. Well, what's the main, what's the number one question you wish you had asked earlier? Um, I wish I had asked earlier about the maritime industry as a career path. started volunteering in college for a few years while I was in college and I hadn't considered it as a career path until after I had actually um, done what I had considered, just going to be a one-year one adventure on the boat and then go back to my planned um, like land life, and that didn't happen. Yeah, once the hook is set, it's, it's hard, to, hard to spit it out again, that is for sure. I was just posting a thing on, uh, on the Friends of Dennis Sullivan page about different books, um, and for me, one of the biggest tall ship books was uh, Brian Toss's uh, Rigger's Apprentice. And I was thinking about, you know, what are the books that really meant something to you, um, got you started, or books you might recommend to somebody coming into it? Um, one of the books that I really liked um, that it's a little long is Moby Dick. I read that in high school, and I really enjoyed it. And then once I started actually in the um, sailing life, it made a lot more sense with all of the nautical vocabulary 
and I could actually apply what I had read to what I was seeing. Um, there's a few other ships that I've worked on as well that are more applicable with the square rigger style than um, Donna Sullivan, where she's a schooner. Um, I've volunteered and worked with Kalmar Nickel, where she's a square rigger, and a lot more of what I had read applied there. It was just really interesting being able to apply that to seeing the lines in my hand and actually like handling what I had been reading. Yeah, I. it's funny because um, a lot of people just go right to the technical books and they don't talk about fiction. And uh, I was reading, I was talking to an old, old shipmate from a long, long time ago, and he was talking about um, um, Contiki, you know, Thor Heyerdahl, which is, you know, obviously a debunked bit of anthropology at this point. But uh, he asked me, did you ever read Contiki? And I said, yeah. And he said, did you read it after you were a sailor or before? And I was like, oh, before. And he said, go back and read it again. In fact, I've, I always think about go back and read a lot of those books now that you've sailed. And it is a totally different experience. It is really cool. Yeah, oh. I actually have Moby Dick on board this boat with me right now. I picked <laughs> up a cool like special edition one last year, and I'm in the middle of rereading it as I have time. <laughs> just what happened with me. <laughs> who, are your, who are your biggest mentors? Um. My mentors in the maritime industry, um, so in the tall ship industry, being engineering is kind of the non-traditional route there. Um, so when I was on the Dennis Sullivan, um, Captain Tiffany Crewan was wonderful in helping me figure out what all I was actually doing as my first ship that I was working as an engineer on. Um, super understanding with walking me through and helping me figure out what I was actually doing and allowing me to um, expand my skill set and work through it however I needed to work through it to figure out the problems as they occurred. Because um, as you know, boats always have problems. <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> okay, so what would you say then was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Or even just an emergency that really, you know, shook you and was like, oh my God, we need to deal with this now. Yeah, um, so probably my first uh, maritime like emergency that I dealt with, I was down in Florida on the tall ship Lynx, and we had an issue in the middle of the night. Luckily, we were at the dock, um, but we had an issue with the battery banks, and there was just me and one other person on the ship at the time, and you start hearing the smoke alarms going off and trying to figure out what's happening, and that was like a real like reality check there, uh, and then dealing with cleaning up battery acid and stuff like that was my first experience with a mar maritime um, emergency of like any sort. Um, but then, short time later, uh, back on the Donna Sullivan, uh, when we were heading up to Port Washington, we had an issue with our generator, um, had a starter fire from an electrical short and that was another like okay <laughs> figure out how to handle this but that one wasn't like that was underway comparatively to the other one was at the dock so once you have a few um ones that you've dealt with as you have that as things happen you learn how to respond to them better but that's 
with drills and stuff. They also help a lot with that. Um, having a drill for like a dryer fire on board, even though you may not think that that might be an issue. Having a drill for it helps you in case that happens. I okay. I have never had a dryer fire drill ever. That's <laughs> we, we had. Um, then there'd been like habitually lack of people cleaning out the lint on the dryer, so the captains decided that it was a good drill to have since it was an issue that they had noticed on board the vessel. Wow, I love that. That is incredible. Wow, what's up? What advice would you have for people? Because you mentioned being a volunteer and being professional crew. So what advice would you have for people who are volunteering, who want to start maybe steering towards doing this for a living, or at least professionally? Um, my advice would be just go out and find a ship that you can start on. Um, if you can start on as a volunteer, start on as paid, um, go on a sale, do something, get involved in some way figure out what you like. If you like sailing, if you like the engineering, if you like education, find what you want to do and just start volunteering for it. Even if it's a week out of a year, um, spend a week volunteering how to learning how to sail a vessel, um, learning how to teach, just spend your time absorbing as much knowledge as you can, ask a lot of questions and start finding people that can help you along the way. They can be mentors, they can be friends, shipmates. Ah, now what's what does the term shipmate mean to you? So to me, shipmate means basically anyone that you've sailed with um, on a ship. They can be the captain, they can be mates, they can be the deckhands, they can be students sometimes. It just depends on um, people that have your back and are ready to help out in when anything's happening, wake up at 2 a.m. to help handle sail. Or if you're at the dock, they'll help you find a ride to somewhere. Uh, it's kind of like your family away from your family. Yeah. Uh, it's not, not re regulated to one ship. You'll find them. Your shipmates might be on different ships as you come into ports and pass by. You'll have shipmates that you see as your shipmates, that they're on a completely different ship. But when you're in port, you're all together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. I love it. Um, this is interesting. I, I was looking at different questions and came across this one, which I, I turned into a tall ship question, and which was, what tall ship myth would you like to debunk? I really hate the pirate myth. That is my biggest pet peeve. Not every tall ship is a pirate ship. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And what is your favorite Dennis Sullivan story? Um, let's see. My favorite Dennis Sullivan story is on one transit that we had. We had every single weather type that you could possibly have. They all happened within about 48 hours. We went from flat calm to high winds to extreme wind changes, changing more than 180 degrees in a very short amount of time, thunderstorms, rain. I think we even got, like, tiny hail for a little bit. Um, <laughs> then it was just all the weather that you can have. And then, like, a few hours later, it was almost back to flat calm again. Do you, where was the transit? Remember? Um, 
It was on Lake Erie, I believe. Ah. <laughs> the ever, ever changing lake there. Oh man, that is absolutely wonderful. That is great. Thank you for first of all being the the first person I interviewed and uh, and being the guinea pig. Um, really, really do appreciate it. And um, thanks for being on you know on Sullivan Stories. And uh, if you are a past or a current professional crew member and would like to be on the podcast or simply have a story you'd like to share, write me at tom at tomcastle.com. That's t o m at t o m k a s t l e dot com. And um, Abby, thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks for helping us get our stories all together.